Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. I am so excited for part three of our incredible interview with Dr. Sunday Adelaja. Those of you who have tracked with us so far, it just keeps getting richer. Let's dive right into it. Uh, Ligia, let's go over to you in Bulgaria. Wow. Go ahead. (laughs) Pastor Sunday, first of all, I would like to say thank you, because um, if I hadn't met you in 2014, I wouldn't be here at all. Uh, through through pastor um, through the work of Pastor Derek in Bulgaria, um, I mean through the trainings, our mentality was absolutely uh, changed and uh, views were shaken, and we began to be history makers in our country. Uh, one of the things that happened, I have a foundation. Um, which is a charity because we wanted to feed the hungry and feed the homeless. And we've been doing that for about seven years now. But little did we know that Bulgaria will receive thousands and thousands and thousands of Ukrainians because we are closer to them. You know, first first, uh, Romania, but they go through Romania and come to Bulgaria. And through the foundation, we've been able to care for 11 Ukrainian women, children. Um, We've been able to feed them, to give them, I mean, they came with nothing. They came with absolutely nothing. Some of them, you know, personally, some are from your church. And um, you made me cry because we've been doing the, the very same thing. Some of them are former drug addicts. One of them is still in the hospital today. And right now I'm at a resort center with a sanatorium where two of the Ukrainians are right here in this house, not in Plovdiv, with me. Um, and um, the compassion got put in our hearts. I, I didn't know that I could love people so much. There've been other refugees in Bulgaria, like Syrians and uh, from Afghanistan, but I have never felt. And what they said, what they said that themselves, you know, the information I get is not from the media, but what from what their people in Ukraine are saying, the pictures they're sending. And uh, we've been crying with them, we've been praying with them, and still are. And they're saying that many of their friends went to Western Europe, to America. And, uh, you know, Bulgaria is one of the poorest countries in the EU. But they're saying that in Western Europe, the governments are taking care of refugees more, more than Bulgaria. But in Bulgaria, the government is not taking such good care of them, very little allowance, but the people are caring for them. I never knew that I would live to see the day that another nation will say, Bulgarians are such good people. I didn't know we were so good. (laughs) And this this is the compassion of the Lord. 
we started with the poor, with the homeless, with addicts, you know, and because of your disciple Dima Karpov, he was so, and still is so instrumental in receiving. I mean, churches are helping um, receiving Ukrainians, sending humanitarian aid. It's a revolution and not, not just Christians. I'm not saying just Christians, you know, their neighbors are bringing food, bring, paying their, um, what is communal uslugi? Yes, yes, they are, yeah, their bills. Their bills, giving giving them homes to live there for free, accepting them in the hospitals. They can travel for free on any train in Bulgaria. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. Seven of them already left. Yesterday they went back to Kiev because many, many have left their families there. My question is because I had three other questions, but you basically answered them. My question is, what do you think? Is it time? Should we encourage them to go back? Or because it's a risk both ways, it's a risk. Should we encourage them to go back or should we encourage them to stay? And uh, some of them found jobs, some of them are working already, and some of them are looking for jobs. and but they basically don't want to stay forever. They want to go home, but is it time or is it not? Some of the pa their pastors are encouraging them to come back, to go back. Wow, so Ligia, you are a blessing. And I saw everything that the church in Bulgaria is doing and what you are doing, what uh, the team that you have is doing. Uh, you people have just outperformed yourself. You've outperformed yourselves, and uh, what it's, you have done. For you. Sorry, it's the Holy Spirit. It's not us. I was. I'm surprised. Nobody will. Nobody will expect that kind of thing to come from a small country like Bulgaria. And, and like it, was, it was the one place I think you didn't have missionaries in Bulgaria for some reason, and God still sent people to Bulgaria. Him, yeah. Yeah. and Pastor Derek. Yeah. So what to you people, people have done you know, through in this time of refuge, in this time of crisis, a war, what you have done for Ukraine. But I will tell you something that maybe you will not know, is that Ukraine used to look down at countries like, like Bulgaria. No, Bulgaria, no, but just to go for more sea, just to go to the sea. And if you want, if you don't have any other place to go, go to Bulgaria. Yeah. It's like, but God humiliated us, humbled us, that now that country, we, we Ukrainians used to think that now uh, they're just like nobody. Wow. They became our deliverers, our saviors. And hundreds of thousands of families are now being saved by that country. You see how God uses the evil, the, what Satan meant for evil, God will use it for good. And Bulgaria, what Europe have done, small country. You are not as big as Poland. But what you have done, what God has used you to do is just, you know, every Ukrainian is just bowing down, buying low. Say thank you, even the government. Anyway, so when is it, when is it the time to go back? Um, I would, personally, I would say we should wait until the war in Donbass region finishes. 
because we want to see what Russia, Putin will do next after Donbass. Will he go back home or he will try to advance Here again? Here they are, two Ukrainians. Sveta, Eta <laughs> Sveta. Здравствуйте, <laughs> Тысячу крат во имя Иисуса Христа. Мы низко, низко клонимся вам. Wow, this this is some family reunion right here. I'm telling you, uh, Pastor, when is it time for Ukrainians to go back? We should wait until uh, we see that after the rush, after the Donbas uh, battle. And that Russia is, it will Russia be going back home? Because normally, it, uh, my expectation is that after the fight in the Donbass region finishes, they will stop the attack. They will no longer attack uh, other, other parts of Ukraine like they did in the beginning, that they will stop the war. But if they don't stop the war after the Donbass fight and they begin to advance to other regions like to Kyiv, that is dangerous. That is making the war to escalate to the way it was in the beginning. So I would not advise people to go back until we see the next movement of uh, Putin. Is he going to go back after Donbass or is going to keep on fighting um, to take other territories? If that is the case, all those people who are going back, we have to run back again. That's the problem. And also, even the president says people shouldn't rush to come back. And the mayor of Kiev says people shouldn't run, rush to come back. Because there are still some miles, some field miles that people are still trying to remove and things like that. And a lot of people don't have home to go back to anyway. Excellent. Thank you so much, Pastor Sunday and Ligia, of course, and everybody there. We greet you, you all the way from Canada. Now, we're going to stay in Bulgaria by going over to Lydia. Not Lydia, but Lydia, who's also one of our champions there. Lydia, would you unmute and ask your question of Dr. Sunday? And, and great to see you. I have such a respect for you. Uh, give, go ahead and give your question. Thank you very much, Pastor Derek. It's always nice meeting you. But now it's extremely nice because, because I meet Dr. Adelaja as well, which is your... <laughs> And uh, Dr. Adelaja, I know you long before, yes. Uh, and now we know each other. So I'm very, very uh, touched by our, one of the first trainings for history makers in Bulgaria, which uh, was in uh, 2014 or, or 15 with Ligia and with Pastor Derek. And uh, I learned during this training, uh, some of your principles uh, and I learned that I can ministry with my profession, with that what I work because I didn't know it. I, I thought that I can ministry only in the church. And it was very, <laughs> absolutely. And it, it was very strange for me because I like my profession. I'm in the medical field uh, about 30 years. Uh, 
uh, and uh, I'm in the medical uh, in, uh, business for importing medical instruments and uh, about 10, 12 years, we have our own medical center. And uh, so I learned how can I be, uh, help, how can I influence the people and be blessing for the people, uh, for my employees, for my patients, for all the people uh, which I am around. Uh, so I'm very thankful for all this. And uh, I could, I could uh, say that my life uh, has changed to beautiful, to beautiful, uh, because I have understood very, very important things. And uh, now, because I'm very touched and emotional touched, it's very difficult to go, uh, to go back to the reality, because I would like to start with a question. <laughs> uh, and uh, namely, uh, to see again the whole picture of our wor world. About two years, we have had this pandemic of COVID, which uh, has had so strong influence of our lives. And it seemed uh, like it ne never ends. It was so, and we didn't know when it will end in the whole world and the war begins and immediately after beginning the war this pandemic ends ended how could you explain this and do you see some connection between it is my question Thank you so very much, Mrs. Lydia. Thank you so very much for this question. Wow. Thank God for Pastor Derek that has taken the gospel to Bulgaria. And, you know, and the, 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 all of you and more people have been able to get a grasp of the gospel of the kingdom. Okay, so I think that the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, was a little bit of God whispering. Hello, hello, hello world, hello people, hello. You have thought that you are almighty, that you can do everything by yourself. You thought you got everything covered. You are thought that you control the world. Hello, I am here, I am here, I am here, I am here. You are helpless now. You are helpless. You see, ordinary virus that you cannot even see with naked eyes. Ordinary virus that you cannot even touch. Ordinary virus has made you powerless. And some of you say you don't need me anymore. Some of you say you don't need God anymore. Some of you say you are all sufficient. You are all powerful. And now you are helpless in front of ordinary virus that is invisible. <laughs> Be humbled a little bit and recognize who you are and who I am. 
and the world is a continuation of that lesson. When we begin to put trust in ourselves as humans, we self-destruct. We destroy ourselves and we destroy others. What is killing Putin and Russia and what is killing Ukrainians today is the deception of, the, of, of, of Putin, the, the, uh, the self-deception of Putin, thinking that we are powerful enough to change things. We have the power. We can do this. We can do this. And God is trying to put him in place through the small Ukraine. Put Putin in his place to say, mm -mm, mm -mm. any man, either it's Putin or Biden or ABE or anyone that begins to put too much emphasis on himself. When men begin to think they are something, God has a way of letting us know where we belong. He did it with Hitler. He did it, it through, he would do it through virus or through war but everybody will get back to where they belong and bow before the supremacy of the almighty God. Wow. Thank you so much, Lydia, for your question. Thank you, Pastor Sunday. I see that Patrick Smith is with us uh, on this broadcast, one of our uh, just great, great ministers. Patrick Smith, would you unmute and ask your question of Dr. Sunday? And there are still others on here. Uh, and so we still have a little bit of time to catch some of your other questions. And let's go straight to Patrick Smith right now. I'm very honored to be a part of this panel, Pastor Derek. Thank you for allowing me. Pastor Sunday, I acknowledge you and I honor you very much for all of what you've gone through so far and all of what you're contending with right now. I'm so honored to have you as one of our leaders who has stood the test of time. I have captured your heart as you spoke about um, the alcoholic, the lady who was a, uh, an alcoholic um, and the book of James, chapter uh, 27, verse 1, chapter 27, speaks about the religion that God accepts as being pure and faultless is those who takes care of widows and orphans and people who are in distress. I've captured that, and that resonates in my heart, and I see you as a man who's like David, God would say, um, you're a man after my own heart. God, that's ministry in all of its essence. And so I honor you for that. I am also a foster parent. I foster, my children are grown and I've been married and they're gone. And now I've taken in um, disadvantaged kids through our um, child protective agencies. And we're caring for them and we're, we're ministering to their needs. And we're leading them to Christ. And that's the operation that God considered to be pure and faultless and that he accepts that. 
So I'm so grateful for what you're doing and what you have been doing for the many years. And I'm so grateful in so many ways to have you as the leader that is passing or transferring that mantle to all those who are under you because of the substance and the importance in the eyes of God that that, that operation is. My question to you today would be, um, how do we go forward from here? Now we're here. How are we able to strategically pray and move forward from this point? Hmm. Number one, war is destruction. War is death. There's nothing human about war. It's destruction to the extreme. Death in thousands. Destruction. That's what God says. Satan comes to destroy, to steal, to destroy. And to kill. That's what Satan does. So war is like that. So what can we learn? Number one, the devastations in Ukraine, the deaths in Ukraine, the destructions in Ukraine should be telling us something. Nothing is here to last. Nothing is here to stand. Nothing on this earth will stand. When you see the bomb shelling, coming and killing and destroying, we should all know we shouldn't hold on to anything in this world. So how do we pray? Never be attached to anything. Not just Ukrainians. You know, like what Lydia said, they came without anything, without anything. They learned the lesson in a hard way. This world is not a place where we must be attached to anything. We shouldn't be attached to anything. We shouldn't be attached to our evil spouses children, properties, anything. We should be attached to one thing only, to him. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Amen. And you Ukrainians, when, whenever, whenever you see Ukrainians losing their own homes, losing their properties, running for their lives, that is a lesson right there. They have left everything behind. I built the largest church in the continent for, for close to 30 years doing that, and I had to leave everything in one minute. My house, it, it has homed, it has housed so many people. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an expensive house, but I had to leave it in a minute, and everything became bombed and things. So you lose everything. It's a lesson to us, to all the other people who are not in Ukraine, that everybody should learn from these things. Don't be attached to anything. People lose their husbands, their wives, their children like that. Pam, pam, pam. You know, don't, you know, just some people will not wake up, some people will not go through the street. We don't get attached to anything. We, he owns us. So that's one thing that the global church could learn from. Now, right. how do we pray? My biggest prayer request would be, please, Lord, give our leaders wisdom. The leaders of Ukraine, 
the leaders of NATO, the leaders of the West, the leaders of America, people who are taking decisions in this situation, in this war, right. and God will give them the wisdom not to escalate this war into the third, third world war or into a place where it could become a nuclear war. That is my biggest fear and my biggest prayer request that we should pray that God will give our people, our leaders, the, lead, the wisdom that they will be able to manage everything the way they are doing now, that it will not escalate to a third world war where we will get China involved and all those people, or nuclear war, that that will be devastating for the whole world. So that is the biggest prayer point. Then, of course, my own personal prayer point is that God should teach the peoples of Russia and the peoples of Ukraine the lessons that he wants us to learn so that we will become the people he wants us to be and the nations of the world as well. Thank you so much. Again. Wow, thank, thank you, you so much, thank Patrick. You. Thank you, Pastor Sunday. I want to shift over to uh, Bo, Apostle Bo. I'd like you to ask us, you know, another question of yours. Again, such a privilege to have you on this broadcast today. Uh, Bo, go ahead with your question, and then I'm going to jump over to Andrea Smith, because I just realized she's on here as well. Sure, yeah. Apologize for not giving proper greetings earlier. I come from an old school church culture where they have testimony service and somebody would be asked to give a testimony and ultimately they preach and sing songs and pray and prophesy and then maybe get around to testifying. So I'm, I go to the other extreme sometimes, but I do give honor to you, Derek. I appreciate who you are and your hairdo. It's a beautiful hairdo. And uh, appreciate you giving me a chance to be a part of this conversation. Uh, great questions we've been asking, great answers. Thank you, uh, Dr. Sunday, for sharing your heart. Uh, just the, the wisdom that God's given you. Uh, you may not realize it or remember it, but we met about 20 years ago in Toledo, Ohio. You oh, came and preached for a Heaven on Earth conference. And at the time, that was my home church. I'm no longer there, but that was my home church. And I was coming in and out of there ministering. And one of my ministries locally was to serve those who came in to speak. So I drove you around the city to airports and hotels and meetings and whatnot. So thank you very much uh, for giving me the privilege and honor to serve you I'm that sure way. Both, I'm sure both of us have changed since that oh, time. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, I had a full <laughs> head of hair back then. That's that's gone. <laughs> but God's been good. God's where, been where, good. Where are you based now? Where am I based now? I'm still yeah. in Ohio, but just the other side of the state. Uh, it's just south south of Cleveland, about an hour. Wow. Well, right. Thank you for <laughs> mentioning that. I'm so, yeah. I'm so glad that you told me. I did no yeah. idea. I wouldn't recognize you from No, anywhere. you wouldn't know. That's a long time that goes by, but appreciate you and uh, what you've uh, meant for the body of Christ. And it's very inspirational. So, so I got a question. Honestly, I've wrote down about six questions. And my first question was an easy question. But since, since some other guests opened up uh, some difficult questions, I'm going to go ahead and throw you a, a difficult one here now. So here it goes. <clears throat> uh, do you believe uh, moving forward that Putin and his potential desire to restore the USSR, his desire for control, is that the greatest risk or challenge we face internationally? Or is China and their desire for world domination uh, the greatest risk? Or would you say um, the global elite and their desire for a one world government uh, poses the greatest challenge we face and how the spirit of antichrist would wanna use 
one of those or possibly all of those to uh, push back on the advance of God's kingdom? What, what, what do we need to prepare ourselves for moving forward? Oh, oh wow. That now you are talking. This is a very difficult question. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I would say the biggest problem, the biggest challenge our world is facing is the global world elite and globalism. That is the biggest problem our world is. Because if your government and all the governments of the nations of the well, of the Western world make a decision, there's right now, there's nobody who can oppose them. And every country will copy what the Western world does, apart from some like stubborn countries like Russia or like other. So, so if, if, the, if America or other countries says, pedophilia or gay marriage is okay, Everybody will just copy. So that global elite is our biggest problem. Now, what God is using Putin to do with this is to unite the West and cause form a global front, a world front against any potential danger to our common civilization. Because despite what the global elite could do, with the Western civilization is still the best thing the world has, and it must be protected against the, the, what is coming from China or Russia or any other, uh, especially Islamic agenda. Because I think the Islamic agenda is the greatest, greatest threat than Putin and even mm -hmm. than uh, China. So I will put number one threat that the world is facing as the global elite, because mm -hmm. it's so subtle the way they operate, so subtle. Mm -hmm. And they could come now and say, Christians, you cannot evangelize or try to preach to people of other faith anymore. And once they say that, everybody will copy it. And that's it, we are done. Hmm. You know, they're so subtle oh. in the way, and they will put it through the parliament and everything, everything will be okay. but. In the West, people like Putin and Russia, it's easy to see the, the evil in them. It's easier. Mm -hmm. So that's why I put that one as the number one threat, the global elite. The second one will be Islam, Islam as terrorism. And then the third one will be China. Putin is just God is usually Putin without him even knowing it to unite the world against, uh, to, to protect our common values. Mm -hmm. uh. Wow. Thank you so much, Bo. If you have five other questions, we're definitely going to have to get back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we, 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 we want to use all those questions up. So I'm going to try to specifically circle back to you, Bo. Thank you for your, your diligence and being a good example of what it means to lose hair, just like myself. So <laughs> Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit HistoryMakersAcademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.